on the <laughs> a little delay on the dirty ugly wrestling podcast the first ever zoom edition we should have been doing this a year ago but uh we, we found other ways i am dirty mike and i'm the big ugly and this is the first time episode 94 we are zooming big ugly this is a zoom uh, not the original Zoom, that little Zoom recorder that we had at the beginning five years ago. This is this is like a quarantine Zoom right here. Yeah, which but, is uh, funny because while quarantine was going on, we still risked everything and made an effort <laughs> to get together. And now when the pandemic is almost over, we decide we want to do uh, Zoom. We're just ass backwards. Yeah. That's all yeah. it is. Uh, <laughs> But that's okay because you know we we're gonna we're gonna give this a test run because I think we're on episode ninety four. When we get to episode one hundred, which is down the road at the end of this year, we're gonna have to want, have one of these big Zoom meetings and invite every guest that we've ever had, every co-host, every interviewee, and if, I don't know if you're recording this on video too because we got to throw this up on the Facebook page I think if we can. But, you know, um, we're going to do that. But to do that, I could think of no better guest to invite to episode 94, a guy who's been with us a couple of times. And I've known this man for so many years. We've got history. And uh, this guy is all about the history. And he's all about the beginning of the story, the end of the story, D squared and in the building right now, Dr. D, uh, Daryl Johnson in the house. Doc, how you doing, man? I hope the still story goes like this. I am feeling so awesome. To be, yep, I can. I, I, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. Yep, we, we, we doing it, Mikey. We doing it, man. I feel so good to be back amongst you, brothers. Uh, even though it's not like uh, what it was the first time I came out, but we want to do that uh, pretty soon when when things really get lifted. And I'm just glad to just. Just connect with y'all again either either way, whether it's virtually, whether it's in person. It's quite an honor to be back with you, Mike and Eric. Appreciate you. Yeah, thank you so much. This is great. Uh, you know, we, we kind of work a lot of things we do on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We work on the fly. And, uh, you know, that's a, that's a big term in the wrestling business. And that's what we're doing. Um, and, you know, Dr. D, you know, we, we got the notice. I was trying to get everybody back over the summer, but you know what? The summer's not here yet, but we're here. And Dr. D is here. We appreciate that so much. I want to shout out to CM Funk, the king of social distancing, hashtag no hashtag. Um, you know, he's working hard out in the world. And he's usually with us, but uh, he is uh, – sending his regards from afar he does have the zoom information so he may hop in to the waiting room there big ugly um he did want me to mention to everybody uh and big ugly you know this very very well he he does not like charlotte flair um he doesn't like her outfit he doesn't like her um She's got a little bit of his John Cena syndrome for when we first started talking five years ago because he didn't like John Cena before. Now that John Cena's kind of gotten out of the picture, he, he's okay with John Cena now. He does not like Charlotte. However, however, she's got a little bit of a change of wardrobe now. She's uh, 
getting into the heel persona a little bit more. And uh, what she's actually doing on television is uh, one of the more interesting things to CM Funk right now. So he wanted to shout out to Charlotte Flair, which is very odd. So this world is way upside down. <laughs> so what, what does he feel like is more interesting? Because I, I feel like Charlotte coming back and like, yes, she's a heel and everything. Uh, but I feel like, you know, we've seen Charlotte as a heel before. I mean, to me, she works best when she is. Um, so what what is it about this particular storyline with like Rhea Ripley and Asuka does he find fascinating like with her? I think that just the roles have been reversed since the last time that we saw them all together uh, in a storyline. And that the fact that uh, Charlotte changed up her look a little bit, I think that's a big, big right. thing for him. He, di he didn't like the Peacock deal, Got you it. know, even though they're on Peacock, but yeah. that, that's all right. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's, that's a shout out to, to him as well. Also invited a few other people to jump in here. Hopefully they do. Uh, Jason, Justin Tucker, you know, one of our, uh, one of our boys from the elimination chamber. He was, uh, he's also a great fan of the podcast. Also, I, uh, sent the message out to, um, Jam and Jason, you know, the one and only. So hopefully he joins us as well. But he's been going through a, a lot of stuff too. Hopefully he's getting better uh, with everything with the pandemic and his health and his family. Uh, kids are doing really well. So shout out to all of them. So, Doc, uh, let me bring you in on this real quick. We're going we're gonna to do a lot of things on this podcast. We're going to talk about after WrestleMania, WrestleMania Backlash. We're going to talk about that name, which I hate. Um, we're going <laughs> to, I don't hate much. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of different things. There's a couple of, a couple of sadder things. A couple of people passed away since the last time we talked. Uh, we're going to talk about, you know, COVID. We're going to talk about the pandemic, the vaccine. We're going to talk about all that. But what I want you to talk about, Doc, specifically, um, is something that you just took part in. And I want to ask some questions because this has been planned for a while. And uh, I saw a lot of pictures. I saw a lot of masks, a lot of social distancing. It's the Baltimore Celeb Fest. Um, yes. You were there and uh, you're a big fan. So you got a chance to, to, to hang and get some autographs and some pictures. And I just want you to tell us, you know, where this was, what this event was, and tell us what happened. Well, um, it started months ago when we started seeing this buzz about the Baltimore Celeb Fest, and it was uh, presented by IPO Sports Marketing, and as I first heard of it, I started looking, started paying attention to it, and then uh, next thing you know, uh, Chad Clark, uh, the man behind it all, uh, reached out to me, and we became connected ever since, and... I'm going to tell you something. We had no idea how big this was going to be with all the names that they that they were adding uh, to every single week <laughs> to this uh, huge, uh, successful convention. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you right now, Mikey, this past weekend was amazing. The turnout was amazing. I mean, and for those who aren't familiar with uh, where the location is, I'm sure you definitely do, Mikey, because you've been there. It's uh, good old ACW country, mm -hmm. Millersville, Maryland, the Benfield Sports Center, where yep. ACW and Big Time Wrestling have had their shows. And as I was thinking about how this was going to look, it was like, man, all these names and all these 
uh, ticket sales. I'm like, how could it actually fit until I actually was in the building? And I'm like, oh, now I see how large <laughs> the sports center actually really is. And the thing is, it was just, it was just amazing. It was just fun. It was the perfect time when things are starting to reopen back in the world yet. Uh, things uh, were still safe and because people still wore masks. People uh, still, if you mean, however you wanted to determine social distancing from being there. But the thing was, it, 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 what was amazing was you got to see you got to see family again. And I'm talking about the the good old wrestling community here in Maryland. You got to see uh, not only the legends you know, in, that you may have met or the legends that you have yet to meet uh, or become acquainted to, acquainted with, but you got to, it, 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 it was like a family reunion. That's how, that, that's how I would describe Baltimore Celeb Fest. And uh, like I mentioned to you, Mikey, I definitely have uh, lots of content never before released, <laughs> never before released that I don't mind showing you right now because this was a huge event. Of course, for those that know me know that I was at Tony Atlas's table because Tony, because WWE Hall of Famer, Mr. USA himself and I have developed such a good close friendship that every time he's in town, he makes sure that 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 I come see him and bring him his chitlins. <laughs> we, we we always break bread and 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 eat, and eat those chitlins together. So when Tony was in town, when when Tony comes to town, then he 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 knows he knows what's going down. So, but it, it's always love seeing Tony. Um, as far as uh, it, it was also Ron Simmons Ron Simmons' birthday. So it was it was good to see him and talk to him, wish him a happy birthday. I got him cupcakes as well. So as well as I got cupcakes for Tito Santana, his birthday was uh, last Sunday. And if I would have known this past just a couple of days ago, Earl Hebner's birthday uh, uh was uh, previously what was just a few days ago. So it, 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 it was just it was just nice to be around um, just uh uh just people you know what i mean because we we know uh how much of fans we are and so forth like that but it felt like but it felt like you haven't seen uh family relatives in so long that's 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 that feel that i got from being at baltimore celeb fest and it was such such a good time for the for 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 such uh for for, for the four hours that that it it, it contained and the thing is, Baltimore Celeb Fest two in October. Mm-hmm. If if for for what for what they said, they may they they are looking to uh, they're looking to scale back on on as far as attendance and as far as uh, guests. But my, but my thing was, it, it, I didn't see anything wrong with with how the attendance looked. How the how the attendance looked uh, Saturday. Plus, I, this I was, was May, fun. and that's in October, so we might be that much further along with the vaccinations, and that much further along with, uh, you know, the CDC and uh, every kids back to school and all that kind of stuff. So, whatever yeah. they decide to do, I'm sure it's going to be safe. It's going to, you know, we know so much more than we did at this time last year. So, and yeah. I didn't mean to cut you off there, Doc, but I mean, it. What they seem to do, uh, the pictures that I saw from all that extended family you were just talking about, um, it seemed like. Every 
everybody had a mask on, you know, went and, you know, it yeah. took it down maybe for a picture, but it wasn't close quarters yeah. for more than a couple, you know, a couple seconds. And, you know, yeah. the masks were up and there was people waiting in line and it was really detailed and yeah. just looked like a, a good, good thing and a good time with, I mean, so many names. I mean, you mentioned a couple of them, but, you know, Kevin Nash, Mark Henry, team. Demolition, all, you know, like, you, you know, Tatanka, uh, freaking yes the guy who played the iron cheek on the young rock i mean he was there yes i mean yes. that's incredible right razor he he was great he was great in fact since 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 you brought him up if you if you don't uh mind allowing me to share i'll, I'll pop up his uh uh quick clip, clip with him let me let's see i have it up now let me go ahead and big ugly we got dr d putting content into our show that's pretty cool man that's right that's right (laughs) if 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 you allow me uh sharing privileges uh eric i appreciate it yeah yeah sure let me uh to share screens or something like that and while you're getting that done i mean rock and roll express velvet sky angelina love greg the hammer valentine uh you know ken shamrock uh just amazing and it goes on and on and on it doesn't stop so uh that's that's incredible right 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 here we go here we go i see screen sharing Uh, let me let me let me go ahead and Make sure I share my sound. I do Zoom all day. I'm a. <laughs> this is what virtual teaching uh, has taught me. So yeah. here we go. I'm always Let in. Let me know Zoom. if you can hear it. Okay. So far, we see your. <laughs> uh, yeah. We are back live, Dr. D's Wrestling Showcase here here at Baltimore Celeb Fest. And don't be fooled, this ain't really the Iron Sheet. This is just a young Iron Sheet. From Young Rock, this is Brett Azar. Young Rock, NBC, Tuesday nights, we got signed for season two. Yes. Yes, Baba. All right, all right, all right. We are right here, and if, if, if this man doesn't mind, because I'm getting ready to say hello to him. I'm getting ready to say hello to him. Ah, there he is. This is what I wanted to get to. I wanted to get to Tatanka right here. Oh, we got Tatanka. Ah, yes. The Native American warrior. Here it is. Here he is. The legendary Native American Tatanka. It's in the building. In the building. And he and you still look great, sir. You still look amazing. Taking care of myself. I love that hat too. Thank you, thank you. Buffalo strong indeed. Yeah, yeah. I I I can't. I came with it. I came with it. I came with it. So we're gonna take a picture together. Yes, we're gonna take a picture. What are the chances of you uh, making a little noise in the building? Yeah. You know what I'm, you, you know what I'm getting ready to say. But yes, the Native yeah, so American. I, I, I thought I could get uh, Tatanka to do his, uh, his, 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 his yeah. Native American yell. But uh, of course, I, of course, uh, he, of course, he, 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 um, he, he declined and, and he, he, uh, That's okay. you, you know, uh, I think, I think, uh, and, and that was another thing that I wanted to bring up. The legends look so great, Mikey. I mean, they look younger 
And I'm talking about they look it, it, I'm looking at I'm looking at Tatanka, I'm looking at I'm looking at Sandman, I'm looking at Bill Alfonso, Mark Marrow. I'm I mean it, it, I mean I've been waiting to meet Johnny B. Bad for so long. <laughs> and if you know the story of Mark Marrow and his health scare that he had a few years ago, uh, you wouldn't know if you wouldn't know if it was never mentioned because I'm looking at Mark Merrow and I'm like, and, and then I asked Mark Merrow, I said, Mark, do you ever desire to get back in? He's like me at 61. And I'm like, well, Mark, <laughs> I don't blame you, but <laughs> there are wrestlers your age that, uh, that, that can't seem to let it go. But when I heard him say that Mark Merrow was, that Mark Merrill was 61 years old. In case y'all haven't seen uh, how he look these days, and let me pull up. I'm going to. I'm gonna switch over to go to my my camera side. I'm gonna switch. I'll switch back to the videos. But when I saw him, I was like, "Oh my gosh, he 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 he's got a he he doesn't look. Uh, he he looks like he's still in his 40s." Yeah, I, I mean, saw. Here, I mean, here, here, I mean, yeah. Here we go. Here, here's me and Mark Merrill, and I mean, I mean, he looks great. He looks great. You, yeah, you look, at that. look at that. Look at that guy. It? Yeah, that's incredible. Like, you, yeah, you would never know. You would absolutely never know. But you could see it in his face, like who that is. Um, he doesn't have the you know the curly dreadlock hair or the mustache going, but. Uh, that's okay. Yeah, that, that that looks he, like he was able to still. He was able to still do the, the the. Yeah, he was he was able to still give me the 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 Johnny B. Bad uh, character because that's all I want. That's all I wanted to hear him say. Oh hush, hear him say. Oh hush, Teddy. <laughs> that's incredible. But, but one thing that I've one thing that I've enjoyed uh, is the fact that you get to see how good these legends look now. There's here's uh speaking of ECW um let me be let me pull this one up here's one that that I was very excited to meet and here was an ECW legend I was very excited excited to finally meet I'm like what are the chances of this ECW legend to be in the building and I do need Baltimore Celeb Fest to bring this person back. We are live. Back after these wrestling showcases here in oh my. Baltimore Celeb Fest. I just said hello to the ECW legends, Justin Fine. Sandman, but Missy Hyatt, but I always wanted to meet Kimona. I always wanted to meet Kimona. Oh my God, she's gorgeous. She's so gorgeous. Kimona, how are you? Good, good, good. Tell me, what? Is, tell me how you like being in the Baltimore area. So far. I love it. The weather's great. Fine and good. Yes, she is fine. She's fine. <laughs> but I'm so glad to finally meet Kimona. Kimona, when you think about ECW, what does it mean to you? 
to me. Yes. Just the good old things. It was fun. Yes. It was a fun time. It was exciting. The crowd was great. Yes. Fans, crazy. So much energy. Yes. You can't find that now. Not nowadays. And we heard last night. We heard last night. Rest in peace to the OG, to the one and only New Jack. Rest in Gates Paradise. Tell me about it. So, what what kind of do you have any memories uh, about New Jack? Yes, I remember him just kicking ass. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for all of This is the legend. This is, she is definitely not forgotten. ECW legend, Kimono Wanalea. I appreciate you. Thank you. Kimono Wanalea. You called her Kimono Wanalea. That's so great. <laughs> Big made ugly. my day being there. Wow. Big Ugly, you had a question. I just had a question about Kevin Nash. You know, I always, I always watch uh, like interviews with Kevin Nash. He seemed like the coolest person. And I just want yes. to know, is, is he cool in real life? You know what I'm saying? This is my umpteenth time <laughs> meeting Kevin Nash. And I got to tell you, everything about Kevin, you said about Kevin Nash is true. I've had the chance to uh, spend time with Kevin on occasion uh, when he's in town in, in Maryland. And yeah, he, he's, just, he's just Mr. Chill all, right. all, all, all day, every day and no cut cards and, and what have you. It, my thing is Kevin Nash is, is that real deal. And he was, he was that real, he was that real deal uh, Saturday. Mr. Cool, Mr. Cool himself. So yeah. my thing, my thing is uh, the chances of you meeting Kevin Nash, you're going to get uh, Kevin Nash uh, all day because he was, uh, very, very, very cool as he <laughs> has always been. Big, big daddy cool. Kevin Nash, and here, here I am. I had to. This time I was in all NWO gear for Big Sexy, especially, especially with the mask. Chad said that was the safest. <laughs> that was the safest uh, uh, way of meeting him. <laughs> but. Just, just, just awesome. Just awesome as always. Meeting, cool. meeting Kevin Nash and talking to him. And uh, I'll, I'll capitalize and on that a little now, bit. Back in, uh, again, go ahead. I was going to say uh, a couple years ago, back in Hollywood, Maryland, I was working with uh, MCW doing their podcast, and uh, Kevin Nash was one of the main people, um, just a celebrity to be there on the card. Of course, he wasn't, you know, working, but um, he did walk down to the ring. Yeah. This is shortly before um, he had surgery um, for the you know, 19th yeah. time, but, um, he was yeah. walking pretty gingerly and he tried to step over, like he faked stepping over the top rope. He didn't actually do it, but, um, and we were wondering why. And then he was, he was really cool to talk to us about that and, and uh, just kind of tell us what was going on. And he's like, you know what? I did that for so many years and it's okay. People remember me doing that and I'll, I'll, I'll do it again, you know, but and he was so cool about it. You know, he was just a, a just a, a nice guy, just pretty chill, you know, and he came out and he, he talked to the fans and, you know, he had a good time. And so, yeah, he's meeting, Meeting these legends, you know, like all, a lot of these people at the Baltimore Celeb Fest and a lot of people that you and I have got to encounter over the years and, and telling these stories to Big Ugly, you know, um, it's just yeah. there's one or two that, you know, don't hit you the right way, but there's several, most of them 
I'd say 90, 95% of them that just hit you the right way. You know, they appreciate the time they spent in the business. They appreciate the fans that they had before and they appreciate what's going on now. So uh, big ugly, hopefully that answers your question and hopefully you get to meet him one day. It does. I, I appreciate it. <laughs> and uh, you mentioned it quickly. I actually have a thing, right. Where I, 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 I've met through my through through what I do. I've met you know a, a good number of celebrities. Yeah, and I actually have really had no desire to meet wrestlers, and I, I think it's because it's like I I like keeping them in that realm if that makes sense. Even though for mm -hmm, me, mm -hmm. I've completely broken the fourth wall, right? It's like you know <clears throat> I know all the latest news. I know everybody's life, what's going on, but it's like it's still just like. You know, like like Shawn Michaels has been my favorite wrestler of all time. And it's like, I'm good not meeting Shawn Michaels. Yeah. Like, I just want him to be Shawn Michaels. You know what I'm saying? Like, right, right. Like, so, so yeah, but. And yeah, that's you know, my nephew. That's a strange. You and my nephew. That, that, that's it. That, that's nephew's <laughs> Corey's favorite all day. Yeah. That's a strange thing to do. I mean, just getting on, seeing the other side of the guardrail, seeing the other side of the fence. Yeah. And you want to you wanna see them as you know them on television, as you've seen them, as you have grown up with them. And then you're excited to do it, but you're also nervous because you don't want that that fragile fantasy that you have to be shattered. And if it is, mm. then that's like, well, that's that's gone. And that's happened I say once or twice. I mean, uh, you know, Doc doing everything that you're doing, going around doing all the the, the meet and greets that you do with the, the with the wrestling business and everything. And then, like even Big Ugly said, celebrities on, on the other side doing other things. But um, it's it's a it's a it's a great world that we get to do this at this point in time, like events like Celeb Fest, and then yeah, and you know, always support independent wrestling. I mean, you're gonna, I mean, that's all gonna come back up, and it's gonna yeah. be safe, and it's gonna be great to go out and see these people live in person. Um, you know, to get autographs, to take pictures, and do everything as safely as possible. Uh, it's it's always a wonderful thing to and that the world's opening back up and getting to do that. So that's great. Um, I want to throw this in since you since uh, you mentioned it with Kimona very very quickly. Um, unfortunately, yeah. in the past week, um, that and this this one hit this one hit me pretty hard just because I mm -hmm. I've seen this guy locally wrestle. I'm I'm talking like. Yeah. 50 feet in front of me, um, yeah. several different places here. Plus, I never got to share a locker room with him, but uh, just New Jack, Jerome Young. I mean, yeah. just this this guy was above the law. I mean, yeah, obviously, he paid his debt to society several times, and he didn't mm -hmm. care. You know, he, he said what he wanted. He did what he wanted. But, you know, if you, you respected New Jack, he respected you. Yeah. And whether it's in the ring, outside the ring, but he was a, a straight up OG, like you said. He, he's an original gangster. I mean, legit. I mean, this is that's who he was. That's what he does. Somebody in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, he did. Uh, that is the definition of OG. <laughs> yeah, and I just watched it again. It was it just came on a couple of weeks ago. The uh, the life and crimes of New Jack on Dark Side of the Ring, which is a uh, on Vice. It's a very interesting series. It's been yeah, going on for several years now. But if you haven't seen that you gotta watch that because it leaves it oh. in such a positive light i mean it, it tells you yeah he, he he had a thing he's like oh i had it in the ring i i had a sharp edge on it. i stabbed him i didn't care it's like oh whatever and mass transit and uh but you know all this stuff but at the end they asked him if somebody made a movie about you what would that happen and he's like i'd be sitting in a wheelchair doing coke <laughs> drinking vodka like i am now and i'd just be like 
just throwing it up in the air, just laughing. And I'm like, you know what? That seems like it's, it's negative, but that's what he did. I mean, he lived, what was he, yeah. 58 years old? Close? Am I close? 50 something. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Think so. Yeah, I think so. But I mean, yeah. New Jack, have you, you heard that music? I mean, and he came through the crowd, which never got paid for by the rights, by the way, the music that he used. Um, and I'm not going to mention it because we didn't pay for it either. So, <laughs> um, but you heard that kind of stuff and he came out and he just, you knew it was, it was going to be a party, man. And you knew something was going to happen and it was going to be fun to watch and fun to listen to. And just now that in the past several years that he's done all of those interviews and everything like that, especially the one in the past year uh, or two with the dark side of the ring, thank goodness he got a chance to do that before he passed on. But I mean, he lived a lot longer than a lot of people expected him to just because of the life yeah. he lived. Yeah. Uh, but did you ever get a chance to? I, I'm pretty sure you did, Doc. You got a chance to meet yeah, him. Yeah, and um, and this is and this is where I can share again. So these uh, two photos of me and New Jack, I had a chance to uh, get to know him in Jersey uh, at the old Pro Wrestling Syndicate, uh, and and this was and first time was during WrestleMania weekend, where at the time it was supposed to have been his last match he, he was he was calling it quits at the time uh so i got to see him uh twice um pro wrestling syndicate had a super show that wrestlemania 29 weekend and uh it was so much fun and that's that was another show that was so much fun to attend and um to know him uh for that brief time and for him to even uh give me a follow back uh on on my instagram and and so forth without without even without me being me asking him uh, he he rem he obviously remembers me from the times that I met him and every time when you see me uh, wishing him a happy birthday wishing the wrestlers a happy birthday New Jack always appreciated uh, me doing that and uh, he even was impressed with some of the photos of celebrities and wrestlers that I've met in the past so but but to know him for that brief time uh it, it, it was great it was great he was he he was new jack uh 100 but the new jack that uh people in, from the ecw family uh to his uh personal family uh if you got to know him on that on that end then then he was indeed uh one of the coolest people to have met so i was very grateful to have experienced New Jack. And I, I wanna uh, point this out too, while I'm on my Instagram here, I wanna point this out too. If we've lost in recent, from recent months to recent weeks, three of the most groundbreaking, polarizing, envelope pushing entertainers in their field. And I'm a and I and and I want to uh, post this. I want to show you this uh, uh, layout that I put together because if you follow these three men careers, like New Jack, like DMX, like Paul Mooney, mm. you would think you did it. You would oh, think man. that you, you would oh, think man. that this person passed away three times. It's like almost the same person died <laughs> three times. Mm. 
<laughs> because to understand, to know the careers of Paul Mooney, New Jack, and DMX, you know that these three were always out of the box. And we loved them for that. So to, to see that we gotten to see that if, if you at, at least gotten to know one or all three of them, it, 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 was, it, it was just um, tremendous to pick their brains and understand why is it that they did what they did uh, for the entertainment industry. Man, you, you so, serve it up, Paul Mooney. Go ahead, Big Ugly. I'm going to stop us right here um, because we only got like four minutes left on this one. So, okay. Mike, I just sent you another link, right? I just saw it. And I was going to wrap up with Doc here so you and I can jump into the second okay. one and start doing our thing. Uh, right. But, yeah, let's, uh, I don't know if you see it at the top, Doc. It's like four minutes left on the, uh, on the show oh, here. Okay. Oh, okay. 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 That's okay. I mean, I appreciate you. I really do. And I want you to, to tie up, uh, you know, this Paul, Paul Mooney was on, on my list. Uh, and, uh, you know, Charles Grodin was on my list. I mean, uh, you know, a legendary oh, yeah, actor yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But um, I want you to tie up uh, talking about Paul Mooney uh, and New Jack, and then I want you to uh, put yourself out there. Let us know where we can follow you on Instagram, Facebook, everywhere else at the Dr. D Experience um, the Showcase. And uh, you got three minutes and 41 seconds. We'll give you two minutes. Go for it. <laughs> well, here you go. Let me just uh, <laughs> kick it back. Let me just kick it back. This is me on Instagram, but it's also me on Facebook. It's also me on Twitter. It's also me on YouTube and Google. It's also, it's, it's, this is the handle of handles right here. <laughs> At the real Dr. D. I mean, if, if you, if you keep your social media simple like that, then you, you wouldn't have any problems uh, finding me. And this is, and this is it right here. Facebook, again, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, I have this classic Booker T interview, uh, that's up for those that, uh, were watching Booker T, uh, A&E biography. I have that classic interview up right now in my bio and Dr. D's wrestling showcase is getting ready to return on DC TV, uh, pretty soon this summer. So I'm rebooting the showcase and you'll get to watch it on dctv.org or 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 you can watch it on my youtube and and my youtube definitely look look me up look me up for classic content and of course me and mikey d uh with the wrestling showcase and yes pretty soon once things uh once things reopen again we definitely are going to connect while i'm at it Speaking about the Maryland wrestling family, uh, just today is his birthday. He would have been 80. We just lost him um, uh, day, uh, some just days ago. Rest in peace to the, the all-time founder of Maryland wrestling, Mr. Dick Karakoff. Mm. Unbelievable. It's just, it, this is the time, unfortunately, when uh, just people, you know, just keep passing and passing, but there's plenty of people that are still living and people that can, you know, learn about and, and see and view all of the things that all these people did, which is fantastic. And uh, Doc, Dr. D, we appreciate you 
Uh, thank you so much for your input, for your sharing, for your friendship. You and I are going to connect, um, you know, after this yeah. and we're going to tag you on everything and you're welcome to share everything. We're going to use a couple of pictures from your um, social media, if you don't mind, to uh, Absolutely. You know, promote all this stuff. And Big Ugly, uh, we got one minute left. Tie up this. T tie up the Baltimore Celeb Fest. Tie up Dr. D. Let us know how you're feeling about this because we took over your show. Yeah, no, yeah. Listen, I, I love I love hearing about this Celeb Fest. I had no idea it was going down, but it was very interesting to see uh, you know, all the different uh old, old, older guys that were out there. And um Hamdi, it's pretty cool. I always uh love chatting it up with Dr. D because he's he's met everybody, so it's cool. I don't I don't need to meet him, but I don't mind learning and, and hearing about the experiences with him. So it's perfect. And we'll we'll keep don't going hesitate, that. man. Come come in October. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you'll promote it. We'll share it. It'll be great. Dr. D, thank you. And we appreciate you joining us on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Google, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. And we're gonna come right back with the next segment of episode 94 of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Dr. D, thank you so much. All right, and we are back. Yep. With more of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Check out that waiting room, Big Ugly, because uh, we buy, we got somebody else trying to knock on the door, I think. Um, yeah. But uh, we'll see. I just let him know to uh, try it again. Uh, the last time he tried it, the, the, meet, the other meeting was still in progress, so we got it going now. Um, all right. Anyway, that was Dr. D. That was great. Uh, we could talk to him for hours and hours on end. He's got so much experience, uh, so much stuff going on, so many um, meet and greets and so many things that he's done. But that's cool. But Big Ugly, I want to hear what's going on with you. I mean, you know, we got this. We got COVID. We got pandemics. We got vaccinations. We got things opening up. We got masks being taken off. Um, you know, what was going on in the world of the Big Ugly? Yeah, so um, I am vaccinated, fully vaccinated. Um, and, Me too. <laughs> uh, yeah, so, um, but everything has been good. So I actually um, have been, I've run the marketing for Baltimore, one of Baltimore's newest restaurants. It's an upscale restaurant downtown at Harbor East called uh, Black Swan. Yeah. Um, so that's been keeping me very, very busy uh, in my personal time getting this restaurant up and running. We've gotten a crazy amount uh, of of outpouring of love and people like you know coming for reservations i mean the the restaurant just opened last friday and literally the reservations are booked for the next couple of months like all the way to wow. october it's crazy i mean we have celebrities and stuff trying to get in there it's it's wild so that's been pretty successful i've been pretty pleased about that um but yeah other than that i mean that's kind of work portion that's you know been my life recently well, congrats, man. I'm glad things are going well for you. All vaccinated. Everybody in the house is safe and well. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's great. And um, we're going we're gonna to try to get this other person knocking on the door here. I'm letting them know um, we're ready to go. Um, and but until we get that, we're going to take this and, um, you know, we're going to talk about uh, professional wrestling a little bit more. Um, we gave shout outs to a couple of people earlier. I want to give shout outs to the Happy Hour Pod, Ray Chase and all those boys. Um, we're going to do a little cross promotion with them coming up. The I Heart Geek uh, radio show podcast. Mm -hmm. I got to do a little. Yeah, man, I got to do a little with them. You seen that kind of stuff. And uh, they bounced us back and forth a couple times. So shout out to them. And also Foul Players Radio, good old Michael Spedden. Um, you know, uh, we're going to get the uh, barbershop singing coming up soon, too. So 
all the shout outs, all that good stuff. We had WrestleMania in front of live fans. We went back into the Thunderdome and now um, they are going to be shaking up the pay-per-view schedule in the summer. Uh, we're going to have hell in a cell several months before we thought we were going to, and they want to try to get live fans back out to money in the bank. They want to get live fans out to SummerSlam and AEW has had live fans for pretty much the last year in Daly's place, which is, you know, here and there masks distancing all that kind of stuff um what do you think about is it time are we going from zero to 100 here big ugly is it time to get uh pro wrestling fans back out on a bigger scale on the smaller indie level i mean wrestlemania was planned months ahead of time and there were so many restrictions and everything you know especially uh, i i was privy to that but you know can they go back out on tour can they do this every night every other night what what do you think about this um, so, I mean, I feel like going zero to 100 is the American way, right? <laughs> That's the way we kind of went when, you know, COVID hit us. It just, it went crazy real fast. So it only makes sense that, you know, we kind of end it really quickly and just get back to things really fast. Um, I do, I do appreciate the live events. I think that keeping them limited and being, you know, strategic about them, I think is good. Um while you continue to get back up because here's the thing i'm sure it costs a lot to go around to these in to these different like cities and stuff so doing a major pay-per-view you know you're going to be good because people are going to definitely go to, you're going to get your diehards that are going to go to this event but when you start traveling that circuit again and just start hitting some of these regular towns you might run into issues of like people just not really being ready to jump back out there not knowing if it's going to be super packed and stuff like that, you know? So I think that being strategic with a pay-per-view is perfect. Um, I don't know if it's quite the fiscal, uh, fiscally responsible idea to start just touring again. Yeah, I don't know if they can do, um, you know, a Raw in one city, SmackDown in another city, um, you know, and then uh, for live events, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, including pay-per-views, but start off with those bigger named pay-per-views, do them once in a while, and, uh, you know, hit the major ones, and then that'll be good. It looks like um, we do have somebody knocking on the door right there. Um, he is our, our, our good friend, Jason Justin Tucker. He's connecting to audio. I see a picture of him wearing the Orioles hat. Um, let's see if uh, – can Jason, can you hear us? Hello? Ah, I heard a hello. Jason Tucker, can, can you hear us? We can see a picture of you, but can you hear myself and the big ugly? Uh, let me turn you up. Hold on. All right. He, he's going to crank up the volume. He's going to pump it up for us. And, uh, and if we had right, Sam. I can hear. Uh, we, can, we can hear you. Camera. <laughs> Maybe uh, on the upper right-hand side, there's that little blue thing with three dots. If you click on it and hit, uh, hit your video, start video, maybe that'll do it if you want to do the video. But we can hear you either way. All right, I'll, I'll figure this video stuff out. But welcome back, man. I know it's been uh, – we were trying to get, get you on for a couple months, but uh, now we, we are back. You know, we never forgot about you. We all did Elimination Chamber last year before this COVID hit. Um, and uh, how you doing, man? How you feeling? Everything good? I'm doing good. I'm doing well. Glad to hear that, man. You're still watching wrestling, I hope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm watching um, the wrestling, watching the biographies. Treasure ah. hunts and everything. 
That's good. The A&E biographies that have been happening, and uh, they also got the uh, the most wanted treasures going around searching for things like the Iron Sheik's boots, and um, that, that's a pretty good stuff on A&E. If you haven't seen it, Big, Big Ugly, it's on Sunday nights now uh, for a while, and they do a lot of replays. So they've been doing the Ultimate Warrior coming up this uh, this weekend. There he is. I see him. Ah, there he is. He's in his basement. I recognize that. He's on the leather couch because he's got the steps that go upstairs and he's got that room in the back where you go in and get that small refrigerator where we had all those beverages. I remember hey. this. <laughs> Jason, what's up, man? Not much. Good to see you. Good to see you. So, yeah. you know, uh, I, I will say go ahead. it's kind of interesting because I feel like we're in an era where society or like at least media is taking an interest into wrestling where it's not necessarily about people like it's not it's not necessarily like the attitude era where people are actually like watching wrestling but it's like people are now becoming interested in the behind the scenes and like the history of wrestling you know uh you've got these a and e documentaries um you've got the a and e show with the uh the 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 old stuff that you were just talking mm -hmm. about finding yep. the, the treasures um there's rumors of uh or i think in the works of a vince mcmahon uh tv show to like chronicle, you know, his life. You've got the rock show. Um, there was also uh you've got the new show that's coming on stars called Heels, which is gonna be starring uh who's the guy that played Green Arrow that was in the segment with Stardust back in like 2013? Um, oh, Stephen um Stephen Amell. Yeah, Amell. Yeah, so Stephen Amell is starring along with uh Alexander Ludwig in Heels, which will be a show on stars and is literally based on like wrestlers, you know what I'm saying? Um, so yeah, it, it's, it's very interesting, you know, the way that I guess like media is, is kind of like juggling this wrestling thing, you know, it's almost like a becoming intrigued of something of like a you know, gone. Yeah, absolutely. Jason, what do you think about that? I know when we started hanging out a while back doing theater, it was all more about the, you know, the realism of wrestling and the attitude era and all that kind of stuff. And then it's as big ugly saying, it's, it's going behind the curtain. Uh, do you, do you prefer this current style where everything's kind of out in front of you, or do you prefer the older style where everything's kind of left to your imagination? What do you think, Jason? Jason stuck. Wait. Oh, okay. Yeah. And now Jason's muted. So unmute yourself. You know what? You know what I wonder though. I wonder if we just got to get through another generational change before wrestling has like an uptick. Like it's it's like too many people have been around long enough to like have seen the curtain get pulled back, and now it's like it's like the like the generations are having a hard time dealing with that, right? But maybe we just need uh, another generation to like come behind us that just becomes interested and accepts the fact that like you know okay this is scripted but like why was nobody watching you know it's like all right well let's do this thing because now it's cool since everybody is like it's not cool you see what i'm saying yeah like I, I mean generation to be like you know what like you know this is the cool thing even though y'all said it's not and then of course people will you know follow yeah, I mean it's it's an interesting and and it's it's all the ages of people too. I mean, I'm I'm up there, uh, you know, and, and I've grown up through all of this. So I mean, it's it's amazing and it's you know what the younger generations watching these days too. The kids, you know, the younger kids and uh, the teenagers and everything. And uh, Jason, I think you're back with us. 
I can't, I can't yeah. see you. Okay, good. Um, so we're talking about, uh, you know, how uh, the, the curtain's all pulled back now. We're seeing all these behind-the-scenes things of wrestling. Do you prefer this kind of day where you can see all that behind-the-scenes stuff? Or you do, do you prefer when we started hanging out, when it was all about the attitude era and the realism and all that kind of stuff where the curtain wasn't pulled back as much? What do you think? What's your preference? I enjoy it all. Okay. <laughs> Anything? Uh, I mean – Back when we first started, when we were watching, when we all thought all the hits were real and all that stuff, it was fun. Um, and even now, seeing, I like seeing how they felt with it, what they felt like after the match. And so, before so and after the match. So you think it's a nice mix. It's not one side or the other. You just, you're enjoying it all because it's all kind of mixed together. Is that, uh, is that, is that fair to say? Yes. Okay, good. And uh, I kind of, I kind of agree. And there's, there's so much, uh, there's so much out there to watch. Um, and uh, this is something that Jim and Jason hopefully will talk about on our third segment. So Big Ugly, I'm actually sending you a text right now. If we can put just a third one together, just in case this one runs out, because we got this one with Jason yeah. Tucker. We'll use if we the got original one that I sent you, the original second one for 7 o'clock. Okay. Um, just make – oh, okay. We'll, we'll do that. Um, when this, so when this one runs out, we'll make sure we got that um, link on there. I sent him both links. Okay, good. No problem. All right. So that's good. And uh, Jason as well. I want to I want to get your thoughts on this. Um, so WrestleMania was held in front of a live crowd and yeah. it was you know, 25,000 or so out of a possible 75,000. What do you think? I know Big Ugly was just talking about it. What do you think about them getting back in front of live audiences? Do you think it's good that they're taking it, you know, throw a pay-per-view here? a pay-per-view there and because they're not going to get back to the regular touring schedule yet but uh are you okay with that i i agree with it i mean they, they had to get their biggest show in front of everybody so um, that was cool and they still had the screaming and everything and everyone got to see it mm -hmm. and um yeah they just need to come out just as slow as they are just keep it keep it major pay-per-views live and then the not-so-major ones, keep them in the Thunderdome. There you go. There you go. I do like the Thunderdome idea. And if they can keep that around for a while, I mean, that's, that's an extreme innovation right there. Um, yeah. are, you, are you okay with the Thunderdome? I know there's some kind of, like, you know, some of the audience, everything in the audience you can hear is fake, basically. It's oh. canned. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, mean I was – what do you think about that? I mean, uh, the fans on the TVs and the canned audience, you know, with the audio, but it's, it's still pretty cool. I think it's good uh, because they're keeping everyone separate and it lets people watch. And even though you can tell it's all, all recorded sound, it still adds something. Still, they can, they can still root for Drew McIntyre, root for, um, Ron or whoever, but it, you can still see the you can still see the crowd and they're reacting in their own way and it just blends in, not completely, but it blends yeah. in enough. Right. And they, they can really guide the way we're thinking about things and watching things because if you go into a live arena, 
it's very possible that if they want you to cheer for, I'm just going to throw a name out there. They want you to cheer for Roman Reigns, or actually they want you to boo Roman Reigns because he's a big heel now. If, if he's getting over in front of the fans on TV, if he's getting cheered, it's hard to steer that in one direction. But that's what I always loved about the live audience. Live audiences can influence what you see on the screen right in front of you and can also influence what you see going down the road. Um, but uh, I think, you know, step-by-step, step, the live audiences coming back are good. Um, Raw and SmackDown are about to get some new looks. Uh, I guess that's going to yes. be in the Thunderdome. So, yeah, it's going to be interesting. And um, looks. Can I go off on a tangent real quick? Please. This okay. is what we so do. We gotta, I don't think we got a chance to talk about this. We got to talk about the changes on the announce team. Have we talked? We we didn't get a chance to talk about the firings. Like we haven't we haven't spoken since the the firing. Uh, yeah. I mean, they 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 did their spring cleaning and a whole lot of it. Right. <laughs> um. So, so go ahead and throw some of those names out there. Samoa Joe, obviously, probably the most notable one. Um. I listen. I personally, I didn't get it, but you know, it's like all right. He was on the announced team. To me, as we talked about, they pretty much tasked him. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, and, and so um, yeah, and so and now and now you know, um, and I think you said before, like he, he really did get Taz now because they got rid of they yeah. got rid of the iconics, which I was like that I, I didn't I, I did not understand that like why I didn't understand why you would take a legitimate female tag team when you've been just making these mashups of tag teams for this women's division. And like one of the actual original tag teams, you just decide to get rid of them instead of just putting them back together because it was obvious that their career was stronger when they were together. So personally, I think that that was more of a blow to WWE than like letting Samoa Joe go, you know, but it is what it is. This is what I want to talk about, though. That, that ain't even what it is. The new announced team, right? All right. So they got this dude from i guess who's the dude on raw he's like from like espn or something like that. amani alari yeah yeah, yeah. so i don't know I him he's not going to be that great right starting off but i'm like maybe you guys who have watched wrestling more consistently and longer than me can tell me has anybody ever really been successful outside coming from the outside like sports arena besides Mauro Ronaldo, who I don't count because Mauro was already a huge wrestling person, like before he became a famous commentator. You know what I'm saying? Go. Mm, wow, that's a that's a, a lot of a lot of the best commentary teams were all internal people. Jason, can you think of anybody specifically from coming from the outside world that came in and was a success on the announce team? That's my knowledge. I mean, right. I, mean I don't know where I don't know where everybody came from. But back in the day, it was just everyone inside of wrestling. Right. Old yeah. managers, old wrestlers. Which uh, inter makes sense. Interviewers yeah. who wanted more, I guess, screen time and who were put on the mic. And they just said, okay, you're going to be on all night. Yeah. Because, listen, even Coach, and I know, Mike, you had made mention of this back when Coach had first came back a few years ago, that – it was pretty obvious he was out of his element being yeah. in WWE, you know. I think – and I feel like – I don't know. I don't know this for sure, but it's like I feel like you almost need to be in some of those other roles in wrestling before you get to that announce team. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't just be an announcer for 
you know, uh, baseball and then just be like, oh, well, I'm a great announcer, so I can just come to wrestling and do the same thing. Like, it's just, it's, it's worlds different. Like, it's. It is. And when you're trying to tell a story and trying to back up the story that the people are telling inside the ring or outside the ring or backstage, it, you can't back up that story legitimately. Then it kind of takes away from the story that's being told. All these pieces need to fit together, especially for television. Um, and I think when you put somebody in there, I think it's, it's hard to say because there's really no breeding ground. I mean, you could, you could send them to NXT and have them do television there and try that. Cause that's technically what it is. You know, that's a breeding ground to be on raw SmackDown pay-per-views. Maybe that's a good place to start, um, you know, to see if they can handle themselves on a couple of, uh, live NXTs or a couple of, uh, you know, NXT pay-per-views or live events or something like that. That's, that's where you hone your yeah. skills. They got the performance center. They've got all the technology to do it. Even if it's somebody coming from, another world like a baseball announcer or something like that they still need to have some kind of chops as far as professional wrestling because it's a different world right um i mean you know it's hard pat mcafee i would argue is having more success than the new guy on raw what's his name again amani alari <laughs> what is it jason yeah. something like yeah. that uh, so I'm, I can't keep up either. <laughs> yeah. So I would say I would argue that he's having he's not the greatest yet. Like he's no Corey Graves. Mm -hmm. However, I think that he's more uh, like it's not as noticeable to me as Amani. And it could also be because he's with Michael Cole and Michael Cole is leading compared to Amani, who has to be the lead. So Pat McAfee is also somebody who's been in, you know, interviewing people in the wrestling business and also <laughs> in the wrestling business in the past year. He faced Adam Cole at NXT. He, listen, he's validating what we've been saying, that you <laughs> have to do other stuff in the wrestling business before you get thrown on an announce team. Like, you've got to understand how the back end works before you come to the front end. You, yeah. I mean, it, it just is what it is. Yeah, it's it's hard. It's hard to people to do that. And, and with the amount of people that are on these rosters and you see the amount of people that they're cutting off, they're cutting off wrestlers, they're cutting off referees, they're cutting everybody out of the company because, you know, they're not traveling as much. There's not as much revenue. Um, it's 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 crazy. But, you know, keep some of these internal people. I think Samoa Joe was doing a heck of a job on commentary, but I'm sure he wanted more for his career, um, you know, and. That's and okay. That we all can agree. I think that out of everybody that got let go, Joe was the one that I just wasn't worried about. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like – He's going to be all right. You know another company is going to pick up Joe. Now, some of the other wrestlers is kind of like, you know, okay, like they might kind of be in a little bit of trouble, you know. Um, <laughs> you know, so – but, yeah. It's crazy. It's crazy. Jason, I want to I wanna bring you in on this too. Um, so, uh, you know, just to, to talk, talk off of wrestling, I think we're going to do a third segment here, and I think we're going to have another guest, and we'll, we'll get back to that. But I want to make sure we get Jason Tucker on here. Um, okay, so here's, here's something interesting. Baseball. We didn't have any baseball last year in front of live fans, and we had a 60-game season. I know you're an yeah. Orioles fan, so I want to ask you about this. Now, this year, they started off with limited capacities at most ballparks, um, distancing, masks, more features. Um, and we were talking about this zero to 100 kind of thing. And Big Ugly was like, you know, that's, that's what America does. We, we go from 100 to zero and go back up to 100. Um, oh, Jason, you're still there. Okay. Um, so now, as of June 1st, the Baltimore Orioles have 100% capacity. Um, 
And not that we'll fill all those seats, I'm sorry, but, you know, it's yes, okay. Yes, of course. Well, our 100% <laughs> but what do you is think? 50%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about this as far as, like, baseball teams and we've got other teams inside of arenas, hockey, basketball? I mean, they're, they're ramping up. They're ramping up. What do you think about the, uh, the capacities going up, the masks still being uh, a thing, which is okay? Are, I mean, are, are you going to go back to the ballpark and see some games? When I get a chance, when I have uh, uh, longer weekend offs, or I happen to have a day off, my shift is morning shift, so I could basically go to a game if I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd probably like to go to a weekend game more than get off, try and get ready and go to a game. But I, I, I think it's good. I think. Baseball and all the sports should start being live again. Um, that maybe, was a hard year last year. Yeah, maybe even even take a cue from wrestling. Just their major things do it live. I mean, baseball you pretty much have to do live. Not much else you can do with it. Yeah. Other than just sitting, have cameras sitting in, um, in the uh, stadiums and film. But, um, and even football, that's all you can do is be live, but just be careful. Just um, keep building up each time and get safer. Gotcha. Like, like as people get more vaccinations, add more people to the stands. That's a good thing. That's how we get herd immunity is what they say. The more people that are vaccinated and everything like that. And uh, Big Ugly, what are you looking at on the clock there? Do we have a countdown? Not yet. Okay, good. Um, so let's uh, let's jump back in, and I uh, want to mention a few things about WrestleMania Backlash. Um, again, I just don't like the name. Um, it's Backlash. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jason. <laughs> it's Backlash. I was like, why? <laughs> I mean, Big Ugly, they've had Backlash for 20 years uh, on and off. They've never called it WrestleMania Backlash. We know it's the pay-per-view after WrestleMania. I mean, was this for the Peacock audience, the new audience, or was this just because they were trying to bank on the name WrestleMania? For I mean, what do you think about this? I think it was just more about – I feel like this word is overused, but it's more about telling a story. Like, I think that it's pretty obvious that what they were planning to do was to continue – storylines from WrestleMania. And so instead of just calling it backlash and then rehashing these storylines and people being like, we just watched all of this from WrestleMania. It's like, now they give it to you up front, letting you know and bringing you in on a story that like what you just saw on WrestleMania is not over. Because I think that we kind of expect that, right? It's like WrestleMania is almost like the reset. It's like after, after, especially after the Raw, it's like the Raw on WrestleMania almost starts like the new season. You know, and so I think that they wanted to show us up front that it's like, no, not this year, at least we're just continuing mm-hmm. these stories. So I think that's what it was. Yeah, that's a good reasoning behind it. I just for me personally, WrestleMania is WrestleMania. Backlash is backlash. And I mean, I don't want to, you know, taking anything away from backlash. It is what it is, but it, it kind of takes a little something away from WrestleMania. Um, now, I will say that. um you know, when they do go out on tour after WrestleMania, they call it the WrestleMania Revenge Tour or the WrestleMania, whatever. And, but that's okay. A live tour that's not on television. I understand that. They're banking on the name WrestleMania. But I guess since there's no live tour, I guess they tried to 
encompass what you were talking about in this, but for me, just the name itself, and I think Jason, uh, I think you yeah. agree with me. It's just really weird. <laughs> it just threw. I mean, why? I mean, they, they stopped. They stopped everything in your house. Why they do this? Yeah, I mean, and I don't, everything was in the house. This in the house that. Yeah, in your house, bad blood. In your house, vengeance. In your house. Oh no, sue me off too, but I, but. Yeah, but, uh, but I'm guessing it's exactly what you said. They wanted to grab the new Peacock watchers because everyone who already had Peacock was like, oh, now wrestling's on here, so I'm going to take a look at it. It was yeah. kind of interesting. They were just like, well, let's throw WrestleMania on top of Backlash, even though everyone knows that Backlash is what happens after WrestleMania. It's all the all this stuff that People want revenge. Losers want revenge. Um, people who they get on the pay per view want to jump on and do something. Gotcha. Yeah, I hear you. I, and there's a lot of, um, you know, a lot of new viewers that, or a lot of non-consistent viewers who might be watching in the past year, especially during the pandemic. Uh, something we're going to talk about in our next segment is just a lot of content going around um, as far as pro wrestling goes. Um, but as far as WrestleMania backlash is concerned, let me go through a quick uh, recap for you. We had Sheamus defeating Ricochet. Sheamus has been having his open challenge to fight him, not to fight him for the U.S. title, but just to fight him. Yes. Um, <laughs> and Sheamus has been doing some great stuff in the past couple months. I really enjoy that. Um, Rhea Ripley did uh, defend successfully the Raw Women's Championship against Asuka and Charlotte Flair, and it doesn't seem like that's over. Um, so, you know, uh, Rhea Ripley's got that. Here's a match that actually took me by surprise. Rey Mysterio and Dominic Mysterio won the uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship against Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode. That was a better match than I was going to give it credit for. I think that was yeah. decent. You, you liked it, Jason? Yeah, it was real good. It was a lot of old Ray coming out, and um, he faced on uh, handicap style for a long time. Mm -hmm. Held his own. Um, it was a good story with Dominic kind of, you know. Yeah, injured. Yeah. That way they can play it down that he's not a professional yet. True. Big Even ugly. They're playing that up, but they're saying he's not professional, but with an injury, he can sort of lean on his dad yeah dad, ray 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 did a lot of the work big ugly did you get to see uh this match this pay-per-view did you get to see uh most of it yes all of it yeah. okay good um what'd you think of this match uh you know we got some old school ray in there and we've got Dolph who has been around for almost 20 years now and yeah. it, it was a it was a nice meshing of talent in that ring i agree like they all work well together um the match was good i I actually didn't think – I thought that Dominic getting injured was, like, a for sure meaning that they were going to lose. Like, he was going to come back down to the ring and and think he could, like, pull out the match, but then, you know, he, he would be overwhelmed. Um, but, yeah, so I think the, the outcome of the match was cool. Uh, yeah, the match was – it was good. Um, cool. And I, I don't know, just me and, and, you know, knowing me for as long as you've known me, I, I saw it – I've seen it as a setup for a long time. I thought it was a setup for Dominic to turn on Ray finally and uh you know maybe not at this point but maybe towards yeah. the end of their title run or uh, yeah i can't i can't see i almost thought about it for a second as ray turning on dominic but that makes no sense um 
because Ray's at the bottom of his career and he's the dad. So, uh, yeah, but I, I, I can almost see Dominic kind of go out on his own, you know, when Ray kind of takes a step back. Um, and then, you know, uh, Ray, you know, t- turning on Ray, turning heel eventually and giving that rub. But it was a good match. Um, um, but, I mean, I could see them going that route. I don't yeah. want to see the, the betrayal thing, uh, but. It'll happen eventually. It's got to. Um, but that's just me and my old school thinking. Now, now here's a match that, um, okay, uh, it was a lumberjack match. And the lumberjacks were zombies. And, um, um, okay, Damian Priest against The Miz with uh, John Morrison. Uh, obviously, some of this was pre-taped. Um, obviously, this was a uh, vehicle for Army of the Dead, the new Batista yeah. thing go- coming around. All right. Um, let's – Jason, I'm going to start with you. Uh, zombies? Well, I mean, being a – been a fan of The Walking Dead. It was kind of fun. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I understand what they're trying to do. Like you said, they're just trying to get their new movie out there. And they've been doing it. Nothing zombies during Raw, but, you know, every little cutscene of this is what happened. You see Army of the Dead in the corner. So this is just another way of getting people interested in their new movies. And not having to be live, they can do this kind of fun, imaginable stuff. Yeah. Now, I don't mind the promotion of the movie. I actually even don't mind the zombies um, in, in one way or another, but I think they could have used a couple different people. Damien Priest and The Miz and Morrison and even Bad Bunny put on uh, a performance at WrestleMania that was actually uh, well, above, uh, well above everybody's expectations. They did pretty good. Um, yeah, now they just pulled this back and they brought this out. And this, this is like, okay, this could have been on Raw or SmackDown. I know you got more eyes on the pay-per-view. Um, but Big Ugly, I'm, I'm just wondering what, what you thought about this, you know, from creative perspective as, w- as well as a pro wrestling perspective. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, visually, it may look cool. Like, you know, I guess shout out to the makeup and props. Um, yeah. Creatively, I, I think that... I think that, you know, because it's, like, it's a marketing tool, right? So it's like you're trying to market this movie, which you're already doing, like every little cut segment, Army of the Dead, Army of the Dead, right? Who's who's the target audience for Army of the Dead? Like, it's it's adults, you know what I'm saying? This is like an adult film. Mm-hmm. So we don't need this campy, hokey bullcrap of zombies and wrestling. Like, this is something you do for, like, a children, like, for your kid, for kids that's watching wrestling and they think this is fun. It's like, I want to see this, like, we don't need that. You know what I'm saying? However, if you're going to do it, I think that they could have done it where it became a, a engine for, like, somebody else to step up. Like, if another wrestler would, like, you know, infiltrated the zombies and, like, pretended to be a zombie, and then they did something like either attack Morrison or attack Damian Priest. Because I know Miz was is injured, so it was kind of to get him off. But it's like if they started something with Miz and Morrison, it'd be like, okay, at least it went somewhere. But it was like it all culminated with the zombies, like, swarming Miz, and it was like – what's happening you know what i'm saying it's like why <laughs> and yeah it's like i don't know man it's like as a wrestling fan you already you know suspend disbelief but at some point you're just going a little bit too far you know when you're trying to entertain grown people like i said 
to me, that's what this movie is for. So grown people just was like, yeah, they got the technology for it. I guess they, they got the excuse to do it. Um, and you know, if they got a contract with, you know, whatever they're trying to do for Batista army, of the dead, whatever that is, uh, I, I, you know, but yeah, they could have used a different time and different people. And I understand writing the Miz off. Unfortunately, the Miz hardly ever gets injured in his 15 year career. Um, but now he is, uh, which is, and he might be out for six to nine months. Yeah, um, that's bad. Um, and this is another thing with Miz, and we talked about this last time was like, you know, how he gets put into like any angle. And, and, um, and, you know, it's like, I kind of feel bad for him because here's a guy that literally just won a championship like a few weeks ago. Yeah. You know, he's freaking in an angle where he's like a lumberjack with zombies. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, come on. And it's not even like the 24 7 title, it's the WWE championship that he won. Right. Yeah, it would literally be the same as Drew McIntyre wrestling in this match. You know what I'm saying? It's like you'd be like, "What is happening?" Mm. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a little crazy. It was a little different, and that that's what kind of took over the conversation for most of this pay per view. Which there was other parts of it that that weren't too bad. Um, speaking of which, uh, Bianca Belair uh, successfully defended her SmackDown Women's Championship against Bailey. I got no problem with either one of them. I got no problem with the match. Um, I, I hope they continue with this for a little while. I hope Bailey um, gets another run at the title. Uh, I think it's, uh, you know, once B her and Bianca can have a, a good thing going there. Um, this, match was this match was better than I thought it was as well. Bobby Lashley successfully defending the WWE Championship against Braun Strowman and Drew McIntyre in a triple threat match. Um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm okay with it. It wasn't terrible. Uh, and we still have... Uh, Backlash from backlash happening apparently on on Raw with that it's not over, um, but uh, I, I'm okay with that one. I'm okay with Bobby Lashley as champion and keeps on successfully defending the title. Uh, I'll be more than happy with Bobby Lashley not talking on the microphone and letting MVP doing all the talking. <laughs> I would be very happy with this. Um, <laughs> I think that would be good, man. Yeah, that, that would be good for everybody involved. I think, um, I, mean, I think they kind of start us with the dismantling of the Hurt Business, you know, trying to – while having MVP be in his corner, they still want to, like, make Bobby a standout guy and, all, you know. Um, but, unfortunately, he, he's a bit of a Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and I still, I still, that's another name. As you bring it up, there's there's a couple names that have been, you know, tossed around with contracts out there, and when they might return, if they might return. Brock Lesnar's one of them. Uh, I think once once live fans start coming back, I think we might see a possibility of him doing things at those big events. He only works once every couple of months anyway. So if like we were talking about with Jason earlier, right here, uh, if we do the big events, Money in the Bank, SummerSlam, whatever, Brock Lesnar could just show up at those in front of live fans and you know, do his thing, get his paycheck and go. I'm okay with that. Um, and one more thing here with WrestleMania backlash, Roman Reigns successfully defending the universal championship in the main event against Cesaro. Um, I think Cesaro can be a main eventer all day, every day. Um, I, I think he's earned it. He's deserved it. I think he should stay in that title picture. I hope he does, but it just seemed like, this whole match, even though it was so well planned out, so well thought out, and so well done, was just a vehicle for Cesaro and Seth Rollins to have another feud. Jason, what do you think about this? Um, 
how thick is the bridge feud between um, Rollins and Cesaro? I mean, they're both. Um, Rollins has had all the titles he could ever have. Um, Cesaro's only been a tag champ a couple of times. Can't remember if he's been any kind of intercontinental U.S. I think he's had both of those singles titles at least once. Um, but he's never had a major WWE, like the WWE or the Universal Championship. But I think he's been tag, intercontinental, U.S. Um, he won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal, the first one. Um, so, yeah, so you like the feud. I mean, it, it's two great competitors in Seth Rollins and Cesaro. But you like the feud there, Jason? Yeah, it's a good feud. It's, um, it, it's another Seth Rollins little guy against big guy. Um, and the um, and Cesaro in the title. I think you should. I think you should get it eventually. Uh-huh. Gotcha, big ugly. I know you threw your hands up there, just like kind of I did. And the thing that I'm thinking about, I don't mind Seth Rollins and Cesaro. I really don't. But Roman Reigns needs opponents. He needs new opponents. I mean, Edge is obviously on and off. Daniel Bryan is gone. Uh, you know, I would have liked to have seen a little bit more of a program with Roman Reigns and Cesaro, but I think there could have been – I mean, this is obviously the ultimate way to get that feud going, but, I mean, that, that kind of left Roman Reigns and the Universal Championship out in the cold. I mean, yeah. did, I, the way that made me feel at the end of that match. Go ahead. I feel the same as you. Like, it was just like <laughs> – I think we all got excited that Cesaro was getting put in this situation. And even if he didn't win, I think we all assumed that this was the beginning of like a longer feud now that Daniel Bryan's out of the way. And so, of course, when Seth Rollins came down, it was, it just shattered all that because you immediately knew, all right, so they're just sweeping him back with Rollins for another feud. Number one, I'm not really sold on Rollins' character since he's been, since he's been back. I love the savior gimmick. This now is like just I, I don't even know what it is. Here's the thing with Cesaro. The only way Cesaro Cesaro can't talk on the mic, right? Like he's not he's not a promo guy. If he's going to be a main event guy, if he's ever going to have a chance of holding a title, Cesaro is going to have to be a heel, and he's going to have to have a mouthpiece. Because I mean, as a babyface, having a mouthpiece, I mean, it, it doesn't really like work as well. You know what I'm saying? I think he's going to have to be a heel, which I think he could be a good, decent, you know, heel if he gets turned turned to that. Um, but it's obvious that, you know, I, I don't know. They just don't see Cesaro as – it's like it's like it's a glass ceiling for this guy. And we all feel the same way. The guy is main event material. But obviously not everybody sees it in, in a decision-making. So I would love to see Cesaro in a live audience situation against Roman Reigns. I think if that was in front of a live audience – uh, or if it, it was live audiences building up to that, I think I think we might get a bigger push for Cesaro quicker um, because the, they'd be I, so behind him. The crowd would be behind him, but the man can't talk. And I'm and I feel like no matter what, the crowd would be behind him, right? Because we've been watching it. But when it actually comes to him holding his own as the champion and as the front of the I don't know. And I don't I don't know if you know back off his beliefs he can he can do it. Yeah, it's and it's strange, you know, you gotta have that total package. You gotta be the mouthpiece, but you gotta be able to talk or you gotta have somebody be able to talk for you. Um, 
you know, Paul Heyman, I mean, but it, it's, it's very unlikely that, you know, somebody like Paul Heyman will go from, you know, Brock Lesnar to Roman Reigns to Cesaro. I don't, I don't see that happening. Yeah. I um, do agree though, that if, if a live audience was there, I think he would have a better chance of being, of them setting him up in a continued feud, because I think that yeah. they would see like, even if he doesn't come out on top at the end, that having Cesaro in a main event against Roman Reigns is a sell. You know, people are buying into it. Absolutely. We're at the two-minute warning. This thing will automatically shut down in two minutes. So, Jason Tucker, I want to give these last two minutes to you. Um, Jason, Justin Tucker, you know, part of our elimination crew and elimination chamber crew, um, what do you want to see coming out of the next couple of months of pro wrestling? And uh, what, what other words you got for us? Um, I just like to see them keep building up slowly, more live events. Like, um, like you said, maybe TLC would happen live, and maybe um, the other ones will happen live. And I just like this. I'm liking where they're going so far. Um, well, that's every, good. Yeah, most, most of their programming, most of their little fuse and everything are good. Absolutely. I'm I'm, I'm, I don't know where they're going. It's kind of funny, but I'm kind of hooked on um, Evil Leslie Bliss. Okay, yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, the evil side. She's not with the Fiend anymore. She's her own kind of evil. So. We got to talk about the next segment, too. So. We sure do. We got that little doll to talk about, the, the Alexa thing. And, uh, Jason, before we got – we got 60 seconds to go. Let me see that shirt. You got the original. Is that Mario? Yeah. That, that's fan. Oh, the original since 1981. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, does that, is that a Dumbledore Tronda? Was that the year you were born to? Pretty close? No, no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm 77. Okay, I thought I you and I were the same age. I, just, I was just about to say, you could have been a little younger than me, <laughs> but that's all right. That's a great shirt, okay. though. Yes. It's a great shirt. Um, but, Jason Tucker, thank you so much for joining us. We're going to tag you when we put this out. We'll have a picture of you up there. Go see some Orioles games. The Ravens are coming up in the fall, and we're going to yes. get you back on. Um, like I said, episode 100 of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. We're going to have every guest we've ever had on probably the biggest Zoom meeting ever. So, wrapping it up, Jason Tucker, thank you so much. This is going to cut off. We'll be right back after these short musical interludes. Bam. And we're back with segment three of episode 94 yeah. of the Yit of the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. Once again, my name is Dirty Mike. I'm the big ugly. And we've had a great time here tonight. We've been uh, doing the Zoom thing for the first time. And yeah, like you said, we were getting together. We were socially distanced. We were wearing masks. Um, it was only a couple of us. And um, it, it was great. But now we got Kay Jason coming in. And Kay Jason, I can see the name. I can't you see, see the name. It. Oh, I can, I can hear you, I think. And maybe uh, click on that uh, upper right-hand corner and start that video. But this is Jamming Jason. There, there he is. All right. Jamming Jason, back on the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast. How you doing, brother? Not too bad. Not too bad. Thanks for joining us. I know work's yeah. been kicking a, lot of our, uh, kicking a lot of our butts recently. Work, yes. transportation, all these things. But uh, tell us what's going on in your world. How you doing? Pretty good. Pretty good. Just work, work, work. I mean – that's pretty much it. 12 hour days seems like, except for the weekends and sometimes on the weekends, two or three hours a day. But mm. Still working just, from home primarily? 
still working from home. Yep. I've only been in the office two times in the past year. So two times. That's it. Just two times. So. Two times. Well, let's catch you up. We were uh, on segment right. one here on the Zoom for the first time on episode 94. We were talking to Dr. D, uh, Daryl Johnson. He went to Baltimore Celeb Fest uh, last weekend where all of the legends came out socially distanced wearing masks, but they were doing pictures and, and uh, um, you know, autographs and all that kind of stuff. And uh, it was one of the biggest wrestling kind of conventions uh, since COVID hit. Um, so it was nice to have that and everybody safely got in and out. Uh, so we talked to him. He was talking to us um, about ECW, New Jack passing away. I know you yeah. and I saw a couple of indie events where his music just played. He'd come in, beat the crap out of somebody yep. and leave. Yep. Um, and Good old so MEWF days. MEWF, Mid-Eastern yep. Wrestling Federation at the Teamsters Hall. Yes. Yes. Big ugly man, you would have you would have loved these times, man. We were throwing people in the trunk. We were going up. Uh, we were uh, talking to the Hardy Boys in the parking lot when it was snowing. I mean, it was this was good times. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> um, and in segment two, we had uh, Jason Tucker, Justin Tucker, Jason Justin Tucker on us. He was we were talking about uh, WrestleMania backlash and a little bit of baseball, football. Um, you know, uh, um, and increasing limits and taking off masks and all kinds of other things happening in this world. Um. So now you mentioned something, and this is something we wanted to get into as well, Big Ugly. Um, when we, we would need three whole segments just for this. There is so much content out there now. We were talking about this before. Maybe 15, 20 years ago, WWE, WWE monopolized everything. Yep. Um, and there was, I mean, if there was nothing else. There was no NXT. There was no Impact. There was no New, I mean, New, there was New Japan, but it wasn't a big presence over here. Um, now there is just so much content, and before we get into that, Jam and Jason, I'm going to I'm going to say that um, Big Ugly, as we were ending the last session, speaking about content and types of content, Alexa Bliss and her new little friend, um, we were talking about that. Um, where do you? <laughs> there's just so much content. We need. There's just so many things that we need to do now. So let's let's talk about that real quick before we jump into Jam and Jason. Go ahead. So my thing is, I don't mind Alexa Bliss, like, with the similar Fiend character. Like, I didn't mind when she was, like, you know, got put with the Fiend. I thought it was great. Mm -hmm. I guess my biggest issue has come because it seems like the Fiend himself has been sacrificed so that Alexa Bliss can now pretty much emulate his, his exact character. Now, there could be something good coming down the pipe that I just need to be patient for, right? <laughs> yeah, but... It felt kind of weird because it was like, yo, The Fiend was already gone for a minute and Alexa Bliss was like holding it down. He finally comes back. We're all hype. She screws him out of the match with Randy Orton and then he's gone again. And it's just like, I'm baffled. Yeah. And, and now it's like she's the, you know, The Fiend of, I guess, the women's division, which is cool, but I mean, it's like, why couldn't this have gone together you know what i'm saying like hand in hand, hand, hand you know i'm confused and she's not really wrestling though that's the thing like if she's the fiend of the women's division get her in the ring yeah she just swinging on the set and had that interview with the the smackdown uh uh tag team it's just like uh, yeah. yeah i'm not sure <laughs> I, I just think they're wait they're it's typical wwe they keep wasting talents why they're young and healthy <laughs> you know and they'll wait you know they're going to wait like several years and all of a sudden they'll be really interested to put her in the ring all the time kind of like um tamina 
and nobody's going to care, you know, at that point. You nobody's really going to care. <laughs> right, you got it, man. And it's, it's amazing. I still, you know, when we talked about the WrestleMania match and how, uh, you know, the Fiend went down from one RKO and it wasn't really the Fiend. It could have been somebody else under yeah. that, uh, you know, it's very well could have been. And we haven't seen anything except one Firefly Funhouse. Yeah, like one fire, I think the Monday after Raw. And yeah. that, that was it. Like, and yeah, and yeah. it just kind of teased things, but it didn't yeah. really go anywhere. Right. So it's like, are they repackaging him? Is he coming back as something else? Like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's odd. And let me say, I feel like the theme was one of the probably more interesting things on Raw. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Um, so taking him off, it's like, bro, you, you're hurting. You're hurting your flagship show. <laughs> However, Randy Orton is now with Matt Riddle or Riddle, and they are RK, RK Bro. Yeah. <laughs> which I was weirded out at first, but because the dynamics, these two are so different, I really do actually like it. Randy Orton's not playing a face or a heel. He's just kind of playing into whatever benefits him at the time. Sure. And uh, I think the two characters are going, and, my, and Matt Riddle is the modern day RVD. Um, yeah. I just absolutely, and watch the icons thing on Peacock yeah. too for RVD. That thing was pretty good. I think um, it works, man. It's, it, it was just like the original parent, like when uh, when the bar got together before they became the bar, mm -hmm. you know, it was like they were just getting put together and it was like the drink was working, you know what I'm saying? But it's like they're, they're, they're personalities were separate they weren't yet a team but yet they were still a great team you know what i'm saying and i think yeah. that that's what we're saying with uh randy and matt yep. yeah and so you know tag teams there's a lot of people that are just kind of thrown together and there's no yeah. real t legitimate not a lot of the legitimate tag teams right yeah. now but it was the um, same thing with Shayna and nia Jax. they did the same thing with them yeah same thing and jam and jason we got you here you know you mentioned it it's absolutely true um you know so we've got wrestling on every single night of the week now pretty much um and we just added a couple more from what i understand aew is moving to tbs yep. and they're adding another night of content so they're going to have two nights both on tbs um so aew is obviously doing well enough to expand their content even further now peacock is getting loaded and overloaded with and you i know you were concerned about that but i was actually looking through peacock there's a whole bunch of stuff on peacock all that old school stuff uh wcw ecw the original stuff yep. um there's, there's still a few big glaring missions um the, all the complete saturday night main event they have like a documentary best of that they just loaded yeah but i'm still waiting for all this old saturday night main event shows because that one, to me, would be a given. That was on NBC. Like, hello, that should have been one of the first. <laughs> yeah. NBC, <laughs> Peacock, right. Um, yeah. So Peacock's overloading with content. We've got, and this is just a short list, Monday Night Raw. Uh, Tuesday night is NXT. Wednesday night is AEW Dynamite. Also on Tuesday night is AEW Dark. Um, and they also have um, NWA Power Hour on Thursdays, as well as Impact Wrestling um, and uh, Friday Night SmackDown. And then you got pay-per-views, every other, you know, New Japan is doing their thing and their online content, um, Impact, WWE, NXT, AEW. So is it, I, yeah, obviously we're taking, we're counting down now, Big Ugly, because we don't, we don't have a lot of time left because I just did all the talking telling you how much content is out there. I mean, what do you think, Jam and Jason? Too much, too little? Is it good? What is this? It, it's too much. To me, it crossed, because, you know, AEW has two YouTube shows now. They have a Monday one as well. Yep. 
And in each of the two YouTube shows, they have run two hours now. Originally, I think Dark started out as an hour, but now that's expanded to two hours. Mm. To me, that, that was the point where it was just too much. For all, like we keep saying, we've been saying for years, for all should be two hours. The, the two AEW lesser shows on YouTube should be just one hour each. And then stick with the two-hour dynamite, and that's it. They don't, they don't need, like, another show on GBS unless they're going to get rid of one of the YouTube shows. They just don't need it. It's just too much. It's watering it all down. And I think they're almost competing with each other too much. All the ratings are just going to drop, like, slowly but surely. Not, not totally tank, but I just mm-hmm. think we're going to see ratings drop, except for big events. Like, I haven't watched the episode yet, but, like, when AEW did the fucking guts a couple of weeks ago, yeah, their ratings kind of spiked for that, so... And, you know, I think you should go back and watch that because, you know, that's a homage back to the old WCW NWA war games. Um, That's how that's how it was kind of shifted and and made to be Uh, the ending with Jericho getting pushed off the top of the cage and went through the uh, soft stage or whatever that was kind of overshadowed the fact that it was a match of its kind that we haven't seen in a long, long time. Big Ugly, did you happen to see any clips from Blood and Guts, that double cage match? Just, I just heard, I just saw the clip of what you're talking about with the crash mat that everybody was. Yeah. I I mean, I get it for safety's sake and Jericho is, you know, up there in age. So for him to even think about taking a bump like that is crazy. But I I think that everybody understood that. I just think it was the the camera angle that people were complaining the way they shot it. Yeah. Just been better. WWE usually is on top of their camera angles. You know, they're, they're shooting for whatever's going to happen next. They're not necessarily shooting on what is actually happening now. You know, if, if they've got a, a spot that's going to happen behind you, you don't see that person coming from behind. You see a close-up shot of whatever's happening, and then you see RKO out of nowhere, right. you know, yeah. something like that. They had this camera deadlocked mm-hmm. for the far shot and the close shot. I mean, yeah, it was, it was shot weird, but – just for them to, to go through this kind of thing, and this is all of their top-tier guys. You know, this is 515. This is 10 guys that's in the top tier of everything that they're doing. Um, and they came out with a little bit of injury. But it was uh, something they were planning to do last year, but they didn't get the chance to do. It was supposed to be in front of a live audience last year when the pandemic hit. So, yeah, J- Jam and Jason, you're going to like it. Um, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a hell of a match. But as far as content goes – and then just, just back, almost kind of relate the two. Go ahead. The reason why I haven't watched Blood and Guts yet is because somehow I fell like four weeks behind on AEW because there's so damn much content. And there's so much other stuff I want to watch. There's, there's just content everywhere, non-wrestling, baseball season. It's just there's just not enough hours in the day or the week to cover everything that I want to, you know. And it's amazing, so, too, because yeah. this time <clears> – <throat> sorry, Big Ugly, you got this okay. next. This time last year. Uh, we were almost fighting for content, um, you know, because there wasn't anything really new getting generated. Um, but now, since, the, you know, the pandemic is lifting a little bit and then restrictions are lifting and people are opening up and going outside and doing other things, now there's so much to watch on any device that you got. Uh, I would love people to go out and enjoy the world safely, but, you know, got to limit the content a little bit. Big Ugly, go ahead. No, I was just going to say, I mean, it's, uh, it's the symptom of, the, like, the world that we're – living in where like content is king and that's all everybody just wants to put out as much content as possible and it does not matter if it sacrifices quality it's like just put content out and so because everybody is under the same mentality that's why we're dealing with like this overload of being like i have too much that i can watch you know because people are just putting it out there was a time and you know we may have talked about this over the years like you know there's a time netflix only put out like 
good shows. Now they just put out anything, and, it, and it's a coin toss. You know what I'm saying? If it's going to, it's going to hit or not. But they don't care because they're just like we just want the content. Um, and I feel like wrestling is kind of the same way. Hit wrestling has always been a less is more industry. Like you know, it, since the '80s, you know what I'm saying? Coming on maybe once or twice a night, never seeing certain wrestlers until you know certain big events. Like that's what's that to me preserved it. You know what I'm saying? And it, it's what made it a special kind of industry. Um, yeah. And I feel like now it's not like that. You know, when it, it's like, and because it, it almost resembled like regular fighting, right? Like when you think about fighters, like, you know, when you think about some of the greats, like Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson wasn't fighting every week or every other month. You know what I'm saying? It's like when you got to a Tyson fight, it was a big deal. You know what I mean? Yeah. When you get to a Roman Reigns match, it should be a big damn deal. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, I think that, yeah, running wrestling like every single night and having all these shows, and I, I'm shocked that AEW is running so much considering how new they are. I'm like, I mean, I've seen their numbers. I'm like, bro, like, I'm sure y'all don't need to spend this much money like running all this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like, I mean, what they're doing, I think they're having one live event a week at that, um, the Daily's Place or whatever it is, and they're just shooting six hours of content in the middle of that, you know, for some of that, yeah. for, a lot of it for YouTube. So it's not like they're, you know, paying anybody extra for travel or anything. They're kind of condensing it, but then just spreading it out. But yeah, I mean, it's, and, and the thing AEW, they've exploded with the amount of talent that they have yeah. because now uh, there's, there's so much talent in WWE on all of their rosters that they're not all getting, you know, the satisfaction that they need creatively. So they have somewhere else to go. And now they have several places to go. They can go to AEW, which a lot of them have already. Big Show, Christian Cage, um, you know, more down the road, I'm sure. Um, they can go to Impact Wrestling, where Zack Ryder and, and Kurt Hawkins and all these other people went to, to Impact Wrestling. Um, they can go to NWA Power Hour, which a couple of them have gone down there. They're going to start doing more than just one hour a week as well. What's the Luther Underground? Is that done? Yes. Oh, okay. And that, uh, that's – I enjoyed that, too. Um, they, they, they ran a season of that like a reality television show. They shot, uh, you know, a couple of weeks in wherever it was, either Mexico or L.A. or whatever, and then they, they just spread it out over like six months on uh, television, I think it was. Yeah. Um, and I enjoyed that. And they're still running reruns. But, yeah, that one's unfortunately gone. But a lot of those folks have ended up in AEW. Most of them actually are in AEW now. Um, the uh, – um, what is it? Uh, Zero Fiero, you know, that guy, I uh, can't remember his name. El Pantero Dark or whatever his name is. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Brian Cage, all these guys. Yep. So now getting back to the point of specializing things, Roman Reigns doesn't wrestle all the time. Roman Reigns does a lot of backstage segments, does a lot of talking. Um, and he wrestles once at WrestleMania. He wrestled once against Daniel Bryan on SmackDown. I think he wrestled one match in the month before that. So I think he's the only he's one the getting exact. that treatment. Yes. Yes. Yep. They are doing a good job preserving him. Yes. Yep. But everybody else is working every night. <laughs> Just Bobby pretty much. Champion. Bobby still wrestles like almost like every week. He does. Yeah. Which only now it's only he's wrestling Monday nights and sometimes on a Sunday, depending on the pay-per-view. So there's no travel right now, which is okay. But you still, in a world that's dominated by this video content still, until we get it back out there, I think you still need to preserve your top people. And if they're going to have somebody like Lashley make a run like that, they need to stop having him have 
big physical brutal matches with people. Yes. Um, all the time. And they could and they could even tighten it up. I thought out a, a plan where they could tighten it up and keep the same hours on USA. Basically, you'd have a two-hour raw, but for the first hour, like it would be a two-hour raw. But at eight o'clock, you would have two o five live leading into the two-hour raw. NXT, whatever night that's on. That was that Tuesday. That's on Tuesday. Yep. And they do, do still have a two o five live, and they still have a main event. Yep. Um, so, on, but I was saying even on Tuesday, you could bring NXT UK over and have one hour of each, one hour U.S., one hour U.K. Kind of tighten the U.S. show up a little bit, but it get the, uh, to get the U.K. guys more exposed. It's a good idea. Probably. Write it up. And you just Send it have, in. Yep. And then you have SmackDown. Maybe you could bundle that with the main event if you wanted, but I don't even know when the main event really airs or drops or anything. I just see it on Hulu. <laughs> like, it pops up on Hulu. That's all. Yeah. Pops up on Peacock, too. Um, yeah. So just so much content, and it's hard to keep up. Um, I DVR everything. Very rarely am I watching something live because now, as, as the world is starting to open up, you know things are you know getting back out there. Um, yeah, I hope you saw my message about fade to black, Jam and yeah. Jason. They're adding yeah. dates every single day, so that's Saturday on Labor Day weekend there at the Falston Barrel House. So, okay. um, got to try that new place. Um, and you know, baseball games and everything else opening up. So much content. And I got to get a shout out to uh, my boy, Big Ugly over there with HBO Max. Um, not, oh, yeah. not, not only have I had it since I moved in to the, to the new penthouse, um, just because it was, it was lumped in with my package. I'm keeping it after the package is over because I hope they continue to do first run movies and do simul simultaneous in theater. And, you know, it's going to be less and less because theaters are opened up now. But I'm loving that. Mortal yep. Kombat, I watched it first day. Godzilla versus Kong, watch the first day. Yep. Wonder Woman 84, watch the first day. Right. And the reunion of friends that I've been waiting for for 20 damn years is coming next week on the 27th reunion, friends reunion. It's a big deal. Paul Rudd is not going to be there. Spoiler alert. Ah. That's not a prediction. That's a spoiler, but it's all over the internet. And that's crazy because he was in the last two seasons of Friends. Um, but anyway, yeah, H HBO Max, so I'm on board with HBO Max. HBO I'm Max on. is doing it to me, man. <laughs> yeah, that's I've been watching old school stuff. I've been watching new stuff. There's original content. Um, and they have a whole heck of a lot more than what HBO and HBO Max offer. They just, they're street, they're jumping out. There's a lot of content on there. So thank you, yep. Big Ugly. Yeah. That's where I watched my, I watched Dolls 4 on there a couple, a couple of days ago. One of the worst movies ever, but still it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I wish they paid me because I, I definitely advertise them for, you know, I would say they're definitely going to do the, the simultaneous movie thing for the rest of the year. I don't know what it's going to look like in 2022, but they did guarantee for the rest of the year. But HBO just has great, great content on there because um, it's all the Warner Brothers stuff. So, yeah. Um, you know what I did? Uh, I did go to I had my first oh. movie. Go ahead. You had something to say real quick. I finally watched the Andre the Giant documentary. I know I'm like, oh. two, like two or three years late, but yeah. That was a How'd you like that? Yeah. Did you like it? It was good. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It was a lot. You know, Andre was definitely like before my time watching wrestling. So it was very interesting, like, you know, hearing the story and how he, you know, was traveling the territories and then got picked up by Vince and all that stuff, so. Yeah, and Jam and Jason, you and I probably have seen a lot of those little hour documentaries that they tried to do on Andre the Giant through the years. Right. Um, and they kind of put 
all the good information plus other stuff and presented it in a way on HBO that was more of uh, you know, it wasn't edited for time or content. They really put a, a lot mm. of thought into what they were going to tell the story of. And that, I thought it was a good, I was really, really good. Yep. Yep. And I've also, I've only watched two of them, but the A&E biographies, they've been pretty good as well. Yeah. They are phenomenal. And that's a lot of stuff that, again, a lot of stuff that we know, um, yep. you know, Shawn Michaels has had, documentaries on them all over the place but there's a lot of things in there that they they come up with that the way they present it to you that that you didn't know um even i'm shaking my head like that's what i was going to ask you about that the a and e because i have not watched them i don't have a and e but i was wondering if they were presenting anything new because i'm like man i've seen austin on documentaries i've seen sean like you said i've seen like booker t you know what i'm saying so i was like uh you're saying that they do come up with yeah, I, I enjoyed the Piper one because he pulled out some footage from the late 70s, early 80s before he hit the big time in WWE. Yeah, so okay. that was quite entertaining, the Piper one. Yeah. Um, they, FYI, I don't have cable, but I think they're on – I've been watching them on the A&E app on Roku. They've been free so far. Oh. Yeah, at least there that's you how go, I watched the first couple. I'm in there tonight. There you go. <laughs> Let's go ahead and wrap this baby up. <laughs> All right. Yeah, there you go. So then shout out to that for Roku. Yeah, um, they, they are presenting and, you know, the Shawn Michaels documentary talked a lot about the time, um, uh, the downtime he had in between his back surgery and coming back to the WWE and a lot of the behind the scenes stuff that we didn't really know about his relationship with Hunter and his relationship with Vince during that time. Um, and then a lot of stuff post WWE, a lot of his NXT uh, training stuff. So yeah, uh, they're incorporating a lot of, a uh, lot of information. It's good stuff. Um, and the, the one that's really going to tell me is the ultimate warrior. Cause you know, I've seen every single thing on the right. ultimate warrior. Um, and they're going to come up with that one this Sunday. And, uh, it's a two hour behind the scenes biography that was done, by, um, helped out by his wife and his daughters. So we've seen a lot of those stories, but that's going to be, I'm looking forward to that one. Doing a dark side of the ring on him too. Yeah. yeah. And they're doing that next week too. So all this ultimate warrior stuff is coming in, um, at the same time. Nice. So I hope the dark side doesn't try to tear them down. Uh, some of these dark sides have tried to show, you know, kind of, you know, going through drugs and problems and personal issues and whatever, but they come back to tell you, Oh, well, you know, this was a great career, you know, whatever. So hopefully it's, it's turned up in a positive light, but it's, yeah. it's good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think that they're going to have to turn it in a positive light just because the ultimate warrior passed away. And it's like, you don't want to usually, you know, I feel like media outlets try not to, you know, crap on somebody that yeah that are gone that's gone. But definitely, dark side of the ring focuses on the lows of mm. the person that you know what I'm saying that is talking about. So yeah, then we were talk we were talking about uh, New Jack uh, not too long ago. Uh, Jam and Jason, you know, talking to Doctor D about that one, and you you know we we mentioned that. But there's a dark side of the ring very recently on him, the yeah, life well, and crimes of New Jack. Even that, that's the creepy thing because I'm about a season behind in that. Mm -hmm. So a week before he passed away, I watched that episode. Wow. And it was just so weird. Like, that's what, you know, I hit that one in my run. And yeah. I watched that episode. That was just so weird. And then, and then several days later, I hear that he passes. And I was just like, whoa, that's scary. I'm not afraid to go on now. <laughs> yeah. It's like you don't want to jinx somebody else. <laughs> yeah. My goodness. Um, Did you watch the go ahead. Did you watch the Pillman one? No, yeah. No. Okay, yeah. I watch it. You should watch it, uh, Jam and Jay. It's pretty oh, good. Yeah, that was yep. good. Yeah. And Brian Pillman Jr. is actively in AEW now. Um, oh, really? Okay. Yep. So 
uh, he's he's doing his thing and he's trying to get past uh, the fact that he's Brian Pillman's kid and just trying to be his own, you know, his own man. Because he kind of passed away in a little bit of a negative light too. But yeah. they, you know, talked about he was an innovator for his career and everything. I didn't realize he had like 38 throat surgeries. Yeah. Um, just it's amazing. Um, because he, he sounded like that. He sounded like he did, but I didn't, I didn't understand why. Yeah. Um, but wow. I remember Tony Schiavone used to bring that up, like, on the old WCW Saturday Night Show. Like, never really talked about it in pay-per-views, but watching that show on Saturday night, he, they would talk about that quite often. Man, oh, man. So, content. So much content. And, you know, we're all backed up. Got it on DVR. It's hard to keep up with everything. But luckily, with the, lo- the way this content is presented, you can go back and watch anything anytime you want, um, yep. which is always good. I'm actually going back and watching the old – uh ecw one night stand from 2005 which was the first one which was really good yep. and then i'm watching the second one now which was 2006 which was an integration of wwe and ecw right before that um that sci-fi channel ecw thing uh, came out as a third brand that really failed um yep. but uh just watching how the, the product is presented is amazing and, and listening to those live crowds i want that back You try to put 1,500 people into Manhattan Center right now, shoulder to shoulder on top of each other. I don't know about that, but it was, it's good stuff. It's good stuff. Um, Big Ugly, I want to uh, go uh, to you talking about, we've been, we've been doing this for five years, this podcast. Um, The last year, we obviously saw a big shift in the business, big shift in everything really um, with the pandemic. Um, And then we were talking about in Jam and Jason, we were talking about going from like kind of 100 to zero and back mm-hmm. to 100. It's kind of, you know, they're, they're opening the floodgates. Big Ugly, is this going to be the rest of this year? Like HBO Max is still going to be, you know, tag teaming for the rest of the year, but then maybe 2022 might be a different story. Is the rest of this year going to be a positive thing uh, as far as entertainment world coming out of the pandemic? Or is it going to be like a shuffle and a, uh, a transition? What do you think? Um, I think it's going to be both. Okay. So I think that it's going to be a positive thing because I do think that like, uh, attendance for some stuff is going to start going back up because people, there are a big sector of people that want to get back out and doing things. I also think that it's not going to be a mad dash and probably a way that the entertainment sector would like, which means that they are still going to have to adjust to almost being like half full, if you see what I'm saying, um, until you get more people that just become completely comfortable with going back out. I definitely think by 2022, you know, I think I think it'll be like in a full groove and you'll see like, you know, an explosion, um, almost in a way that like uh, uh, I do, you know, wedding cinematography. Last year, all weddings dead. This year, sure. it was like an explosion. Like, you know, I think it's the most, you know, weddings recorded, you know, in history. So I think that 2022 is going to be like that when it comes to like entertainment, like everybody's going to be back out of games and just seeing what they can get into. Yeah. I do see like every, I'm getting alerts of like everybody going on tour um, or everybody planning tours and things happening. Uh, There's still some things that they just can't get out and do, but um, you know, talk about, performers that have been close to the cuff dave Chappelle last year did uh socially distant 60 person shows in a cornfield in ohio with um basically hit people from his neighborhood and he's one of the first he's doing six shows at uh, foxwoods connecticut um but each show like there's still masks still distance you got to get a covid test 
before you go in, you got to get that rapid, just rapid test, not the whole brain poke, but you know, you got to get a negative antigen test. You, you could be fully vaccinated, but you still got to get tested. Yeah. And see when stuff like that disappears, that's when you're going to get, cause stuff like that is inconvenience. Like I, like, yeah. I like going through all that. <laughs> I'm going to go through that because I want to see Dave Chappelle, but um, I feel you like different places, different. The southern states are going to lead the way because they already like throw the mask away. You know what I'm saying? So yep. once everybody else sees that, like, oh, they good, it's going to be off to the races. Yeah. Yeah. Texas is uh, one of the first states to kind of throw distancing masks, everything away. Yeah. Um, everything's bigger in Texas, apparently. So, yeah. you know, but um, it's so you think it's going to be a, a little bit of a, I feel you. But, it, you know, 2022 is definitely going to see things go back to a little bit of a normal state. This is going to be a, maybe not a mad dash for, you know, things out there. I actually went to, um, went to a NASCAR event first ever, uh, the time that I did that in Dover. Now, normally the Dover racetrack in a, in a given weekend has several hundred thousand people coming in campers and staying all weekend. And then they got a huge stadium. I don't know if you've ever seen the Dover International mm -hmm. Speedway, but if you look at it, um, you can fit a hundred thousand people in there easily. Um, it was maybe 25% capacity when we went, um, people were kind of distancing themselves cause it's all bleachers. Um, but still it's happening gradually. Um, and, and some places are going to have things like Dave Chappelle, where you got to get a negative antigen test, or you're going to have places like Texas. So like, Hey, come on in, bring your guns, bring your COVID. They don't care. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, but yeah, the South might lead the way, but you know, and one more thing that just kind of happened today, uh, Governor Hogan said anybody who's fully vaccinated right now has a 18 years old or older, you have a chance to win $40,000 a day from the Maryland lottery all the way up until July 3rd, just yeah. by being fully vaccinated. And on July 4th, you can win $400,000. You automatically get put in a lottery for that random drawing. Now, is that an incentive? You know, maybe, maybe not. How many people are vaccinated now, you know, into the millions? So it's just the same thing as buying a lottery ticket, but you don't have to buy a lottery ticket. Yep. Incentive to get uh, vaccinated, but we'll see. Jamie and Jason, are you going to get out there and go to some events? I know we've been to concerts and games and all kinds of other stuff, wrestling matches. Are you going to get back out there? Slowly but surely. Slowly but surely. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wait and see how the summer unfolds, and then we got our, a couple things going on in early uh, September, and then I got something in November. So. Ease myself back into it. <laughs> He's on down the road. Yep. Okay, very good. But at the same time, watching all the numbers, you know, just to make sure, you know, we're not – the percentages aren't growing. The yeah. daily COVID percentages and all. And there, right there, now, we're, we're trending well in, in this state, you know, so. And there could be surges happening. That, that, yep. that, that can happen, especially when we get around holidays and things like that, um, where massive gatherings tend to happen. We might see some surges, but we'll see. Um, but uh, coming down to the wire here, I think we got less than eight minutes on this, our segment three of this uh, three-segment Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast. And it, we, we threw this together in the midst of less than 24 hours. Big Ugly, I want to thank you for leading the Zoom charge here. Yeah. Um, appreciate you. We got Dr. D on there. We got Jason, Justin Tucker, and we also got Jam and Jason back on there. Um, by the way, Jarrett is uh, starting a new karaoke at the Silver Spring Mining Company that's right around the corner from oh, yeah. my place yeah. um, on Thursday nights. So something to consider getting back into down the road as well. Yep. Um, 
So things like that. But uh, the world of pro wrestling, there's always going to be something happening. Hell in a Cell is coming up in June. Um, AEW has got another pay-per-view, Double or Nothing, that's coming up on May 30th. Um, and we've got, of course, content all over the place. I think there's another NXT takeover coming up sometime soon. Um, and Impact, Impact is surprisingly decent right now. Like, I've never watched Impact before. And I signed up for the free two-month trial of their service. Mm-hmm. And I watched um, most of the event from last Saturday. I, I got to go back and watch two matches again because I had some stuff going on in the background. But it was decent. It was good. It was good. That's good. And I it, was like like the... their, it was their equivalent of Clash of the Champions. It wasn't their big pay-per-view, but it was good. Good way to spend a Saturday night watching some wrestling. So That's good. Is that the one where Big Cass made his uh, yes. reappearance again? Yes. yes. Big Cass is in uh, TNA? Yeah. Yes. Will uh... – what is it? Big Will Robbins, whatever his name is. Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever his real name is, they're using it. Yeah. Is Enzo there? No, I don't think so, is he? No, not yet. Not yet. Enzo was at that uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest that Dr. D went to, so he's still, ro- he's still roaming the indie circuit, but you never know. Uh, he, he might not be far behind. Um, yes. That's uh, Big, big Cass's uh, money, but Enzo is money as well. Yep. So Yeah, I, I just I, – I've, I've always hoped for those two – that they would take this time apart, almost like Drew McIntyre, like really kind of mature as individuals, as professionals, come back together and then get that other shot. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that if they mature as individuals and professionals come back together, they would be unstoppable in WWE going back. Very true. And a couple other notes from uh, Pro pro Wrestling. Ronda Rousey is pregnant, so she won't be making a comeback anytime soon. But – uh. When, when she does have her baby, uh, you know, CM Funk said, you know, we're going to have Ronda Rousey and her child versus Becky Lynch and her child uh, versus the Bellas and their children. Uh, we're going to have uh, all those tags uh, coming up. Becky Lynch just re-signed her contract with the WWE, so it's just a matter of time uh, when and how um, to set back. Uh, does she come know. back as the man or does she come back different now? The mom. The mom, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, I mean, you know, yeah, she'll, she'll have to come back gradually. I don't know if she's going to have all the – she definitely won't have the same kind of momentum that she had um, after winning the main event at WrestleMania and then, you know, having that year as a run. Yeah. Um, she's going to have to bring herself back in and earn her spot back, I think. That year as a run, she owes it all to Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Without Ronda Rousey, I don't see the mad character ever coming to being, um, you know. That one shot of her putting Ronda Rousey in that arm lock or whatever in the locker room. Was it in the locker room? I think, right? Um, yeah, there, there was a like, locker room that, brawl between the two of them. Yeah. And then her bleeding and stuff like that, that made it. Yeah. Yeah, she does owe a lot of that to Ronda. And uh, Ronda's going to be doing stuff in the WWE in the future, I'm sure. I mean, it's just yeah. kind of a matter of time. Um, but uh, that, that's kind of some things that have been happening in the wrestling world. Uh, so Ronda Rousey's pregnant. Becky Lynch resigned. Um, they let a lot of people go. They did a lot of spring cleaning. Um, WWE is going to try to get some live people back in the stands uh, sometime in the near future safely uh, as, as they can. Uh, so much content out there to watch. Uh, as Jam and Jason would say, too much um, at this point. But, you know, like, Big Ugly said they're just going to jam it all. They're going to give it all to you. You're going to watch whatever you want to watch. Last uh, tangent, right? 30 seconds. Do it. Ricochet, great performer. They need to give him a mouthpiece. I, I don't know. Like, it's like, I hate to see the way the man flounders about on this card because he's so good in the ring. 
But it's like when it comes to that other piece, man, he just, yep. oh, it's like, uh, I know, I know, I hear you. He needs to be a part of a faction. He needs something. I don't know, but it, it's wasted right now. MVP needs to rebuild the hurt business, not with not with people of his color, but the people that can hurt people. And you know, Ricochet can hurt you. And and uh, what's uh, what's the other one we just talked about? Um, Bobby, of course, Bobby Lashley can hurt you. Um, who else needs a microphone? We we said it earlier. I can't remember. There needs to be the faction with these people that can't talk or they yes. shouldn't be talking. Um, and there's there's plenty of people with Cesaro. There it is. Yeah. He can hurt you. Cesaro yeah. can hurt you. MVP, or you know, he could be the Paul Heyman of the of the 2020s. You know, it, it could possibly happen. But anyway, um, we got about two minute warning here. But Jam and Jason, I want to thank you very much for joining us. I know you've been busy, um, but thank you. It's been great to have you back on the podcast. We'll we'll grab a picture of you. We'll tag you in everything. We're going to share it. Um, we had a lot of great associations with people and some some downtime. So there's a lot of sharing going on, and we're on our way to episode 100 which is going to be in probably December by the end of the year. It'll be the biggest nice. Zoom meeting ever. <laughs> um, it'll be great. We'll have to figure out how we can make it last more than 45 minutes, um, but we'll figure out how we can do that. Um, but Big Ugly, thank you so much for putting this all together. Uh, Jam and Jason, what, what you, final words? Yeah, what final words do you have the Dirty Ugly Wrestling Podcast today? Uh, uh, just enjoy what you're watching. Just pick and choose. There's so much content. Pick the best. Fast forward through the worst and, <laughs> and enjoy the summer. I love it. And then you go O's. I see, see the hat yep, right there. Good. Going, yep. You know, yep. it's okay that they're almost in last place. I, I ain't worried about it because okay. we get to watch them play. Big Ugly, we got about a minute left. What do you got for us? Uh, thank you so much for doing everything that you do. What do you got? Yeah, no, um, just uh, piggybacking off what Jam and Jay, listen, enjoy the content that's out there. Get HBO Max and get back to the movies. Yeah, get back yep. to the movies. Yes. Go go get vaccinated. It, you know, it's not a big deal. And you're, you're helping yourself and you're helping others. Uh, we thank everybody who's joined us on this. And we thank everybody on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, DirtyUglyWrestling at gmail.com. Like us, subscribe to us, follow us, all that kind of stuff. And Jim and Jason, best of the girls and everything that they're doing, yep. um, following uh, them as well. So that's great. We're all going to get back out. We're going to have some fun. We're going to see some concerts. And this has been the Dirty Ugly Wrestling podcast well so before we get cut off we're gonna say it three two one deuces, deuces. right and we out of there <laughs> <laughs>